Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Svedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Marnie's Friends, and this afternoon's training is specifically for speakers, and our guest today, Daniel King, will be sharing with us the 17 laws of staying booked, including the laws of relationship, friendship, the law of laser, the law of menu, servanthood, communication, the law of seven, the law of fruitfulness, persistence, value, salesmanship, excellence, action, uniqueness, the law of the double dip, and the law of extended networking, and the law of and Daniel's a great one to share this stuff with us today because when he was 15 years old, he set a goal to lead 1 million people to Jesus before his 30th birthday. And for the last 10 years, Daniel King has ministered an average of 100 times a year in North America. His website is kingministries.com, and I'm excited to introduce him to you. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I am delighted to be with you today. Well, that was a pretty big goal. Where did you ever get the idea? I mean, bringing a million people to Jesus is a wonderful idea, but it's kind of big and it's audacious. And it's like, how did that ever come into your head? When I was 15 years old, I was reading a success book, and it said if you want to be successful, you need to write down your goals. And one of the goals they said would be good for young people is to try to become a millionaire by the age of 30. Well, I realized that because of my upbringing as a missionary in Mexico, that money was not what was important to me. What was important was souls. And so at the age of 15, I wrote down, I, Daniel King, want to lead one million people to Jesus before I turn 30 years of age. Instead of trying to become a millionaire, I wanted to lead a million heirs into the kingdom of God. And so oh, God started opening up doors in, in different nations, and, and now we visited over 60 nations, and I'm excited to tell you that we completed that goal of leading a million people in a salvation prayer. Wow, Daniel, that's amazing. It's really by the grace of God. It, it's amazing what God is doing in the world today. All over the world, people are hungry for Jesus and ready to serve him. If someone will just go and tell them the good news. Well, I'm sitting here with goosebumps on my arms. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's that's incredible. And I love it. I love it that you just as a young man just decided to go for go for um evangelism instead of going for the money. And I know that God has been faithful to you through the years. We're not gonna talk today very much about how you've been able to do this to get to sixty countries, to be funded in the ministry you're doing. But we are gonna talk today about the 17 Laws of Staying Booked. And you are booked a lot. You're you're speaking at over 100 uh, venues a year. I'm so interested to hear this, and I know our speaker friends are going to be interested to hear this too. And even those who are planners, I I love that whenever we speak to to speakers, whenever we train speakers, we're also training the planners how to invite a speaker and what they should be looking for. So let's go ahead and dive in here, Daniel, with the law of relationships. 
Awesome. The law of relationships, our, our first law for booking speaking engagements, um, is, is probably uh, the most important of all 17 laws. Um, who you know determines where you go. And so it's really crucial to develop relationships. And I learned this uh, right in the very beginning. My parents were missionaries in Mexico, and we did a lot of children's ministry in Mexico. And so my brother and I started dressing up like clowns to invite kids to come to the, the children's services. And then someone came and, and saw us uh, being clowns in Mexico, and they invited us to come and be clowns at their uh, vacation Bible school. And at the time, I was uh, 16. I'd just gotten my learner's permit uh, to be able to drive a car, and my brother was only 14. But we jumped in a car and, and, and drove halfway across the country uh, to go and minister at this vacation Bible school. I just out of this relationship that developed. And since we were going across the country anyways, I decided that I wanted to minister in other churches as well. And so since my parents were missionaries, they had friendships with a lot of different churches. And so I just got on the phone and I called them and said, hey, this is Daniel King, um, and my brother and I were clowns. And can we come and do an exciting, fun-filled circus extravaganza at your church? And churches all over America started saying yes. And, and so uh, when we were still very young, one summer we drove from El Paso, Texas, all the way to Washington, D.C. in 30 days and preached at a different church every single night, uh, 30 different churches across America. And it just developed out of relationships and getting to know people um, that my parents knew um, and, and then just calling and asking them, hey, uh, could we could we come and could we minister? And so I think that God will give you three different types of relationships uh, that, that are important to cultivate. First of all, um, it, every person has authority figures or, or mentors in their lives. And so you want to search out for those mentors, the people that can speak into your life and, and can really help you grow as a person. There's two ways to learn, either from your mistakes or from the mistakes of <laughs> someone else. And so it's way easier to learn from a mentor. And then second, if you can have friends that are at the same level as you are, uh, other people that are doing what you're doing. And the reason that's important is because you want relationships, courage you, especially when things are going tough, when it's tough to find uh, places to speak, uh, to know that other people are struggling in the same ways. And then the third relationship everyone should develop is someone that you are mentoring. Uh, find someone who's just getting started and pour into them everything that you know. And I, so I think after having been in ministry basically my entire life, I think that the number one key to being a success in ministry is determined by your relationships. Show me your friendships and I'll show you your future. Uh, and so you got to do everything you can to develop those friendships and, and, and to get close to people and to develop relationships um, because that's really the biggest key to success. Hmm. The second key here, law, is friendship. And how does that differ from relationship? Well, you first of all start a relationship 
but then hopefully um, after you get to know someone, you become their their friend. And I, I think that's really key. Uh, um, sometimes people look at a re- relationship as what can I get from you, but a friendship is more where you're you're saying what can I give to you? How can I serve you? How can I contribute to to you? And, and so the the way to make friends is to genuinely care for people, uh, genuinely minister to people, you know, be interested in people. Uh, John Maxwell, he, he said that uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so once you have a relationship, maybe a casual relationship with someone um, through uh, phone calls, maybe sending them letters, um, interacting with them on Facebook, you can go from being just a, a casual relationship where someone knows your name to being a friendship where you care about them and they care about you, and that that's an even better place to be. Uh, when you were saying that, I was thinking calls, letters, and Facebook uh, moves into a visit, <laughs> and that's that's kind of important for um, for speaking. You know, uh, we're back to we're back to relationships though. And do you ever get invited by people who don't know you? I mean, who who don't have either a relationship or a friendship with you? They just have heard of you? Very, very rarely. Um, actually, this time talking with you is uh, one of those times where I, I'm not sure uh, how you know about me. You know, we're not friends yet, but I hope we become friends. Um, <laughs> but it's very rare that... Um, people would invite me to come where, where I haven't at least had a relationship with them. Um, and, and usually the way I develop relationships, I go to a lot of conferences, um, probably 12 or 15 conferences a year where I'm interacting with people, um, other ministers, uh, pastors, that type of thing. So at the conferences, I'm meeting people, um, I'm shaking hands, asking people for their car, you know, developing relationships, taking people out to eat. And, and so, um, It'd be very rare that someone would invite me without having at least met me and felt some type of relationship. Right, right. Okay, well, let's go ahead on to talk about the law of the laser. Okay, this is this is very important, I think, especially for someone who's just getting started. Let me explain. If you imagine a light bulb, it creates light that fills the entire room, a soft glow. But you could take that same light and focus it into a laser light, and that laser light could actually cut through metal. And so the focus of the light is what creates impact. And I think the mistake that a lot of people that are just beginning to get into public speaking is they they have no focus in their lives. Um, and, and I think the, the best way to, to, to get booked is to have a focus that would specifically answer someone's need. Like I talk to a lot of young ministers, and, and they say that they're, they're looking for places to go preach. I say, well, what do you preach about? And I say, oh, I preach about everything. You know, I, whatever the Holy Spirit puts on my heart. You know, sometimes I preach on prayer. Sometimes I preach on uh, missions. Sometimes I preach on uh, when is Jesus coming back. Sometimes I preach on faith. Like they preach on everything. But if you'll think of some people that are 
well-known speakers, you can usually identify in just one or two words what the focus of their ministry is. So, for example, Billy Graham is famous for preaching about salvation. No matter where he speaks, when he speaks, he's always speaking about salvation. And so someone who is having a marriage conference probably would not invite Billy Graham because that marriage conference. He, he probably knows a lot about marriage. Him and Ruth Graham have been married for many, many years. But that's not his focus. And so people will invite you based on what your focus is. Um, Oral Roberts was known for healing. Um, Kenneth Copeland often talks about faith. Uh, Mike Murdoch talks about wisdom. Um, T.L. Osborne was the, the father of crusade evangelism. Um, when you think about Joyce Myers, very successful. Lots of women love uh, listening to Joyce Myers. Her, her focus is helping people to enjoy everyday life. And, and so the more focused you can be with your, your speaking topics and, and what you do, uh, the more likely people will be to invite you. Now, the reason uh, beginning speakers don't have focus is because they want to fit in everywhere. They want everyone to like them, and, and they want opportunities to go everywhere. And what they don't realize is that if you try to go everywhere, you'll probably go nowhere. But if you'll focus in and say, my focus is going to be how to have a happy marriage, then someone who is putting on a conference about marriage is going to invite you. But if marriage is just one of 10 or 15 topics that you cover, uh, they'll be much less likely to know who you are and to want to invite you to come to their, their specialized event. And so the sooner you can find your focus, boil it down to one specific thing called to do. And what is your assignment? What, what has God placed on your heart? You know, what is the one thing that you're placed here on this earth to do? The more you can focus on that, uh, the more likely it will be that people will, will want you to come and, and speak. Awesome. This is Marnie Fredo visiting today with Daniel King of KingMinistries.com. We're going to come right back and talk about the Law of Menu, Servanthood, Communication, and Seven. We'll be right back. Christian Women's Events. At womensevents.info, you can find events to attend. Learn how to plan amazing events for your group or publicize your own upcoming Christian Women's Events. It's all available to you at womensevents.info. Just click your state to find all the major women's events coming to your area or type in the month and year you'd like to attend an event to see all your options nationwide. It's that easy. If you want to promote an event, just click Add Event. Event publicity is available on a per-event basis or free to members. Finally, if you want to learn how to host awesome events, retreats, and well-attended conferences, click Event Planner Training. Once again, it's available a la carte or included in the membership. It's all online and here for you 24-7 anytime you have time at womensevents.info. That's www.womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and our guest today is talking with us about the 17 laws of staying booked. His name is Daniel King, and you can learn more about him over at kingministries.com. Daniel, before break, we were talking about laser focus, and now we're going to kind of broaden it out and talk about menus. 
Yeah, so the law of the focus says you need to be focused on one specific area. But the law of the menu says that within that area, you want to offer a variety of different things that you can do. Um, perhaps you can do a 45-minute keynote. Perhaps you could do a two-day training seminar. Perhaps uh, you could uh, teach other people how to do what your area of expertise is. And so within your area of ex expertise, then you want to have a menu of options for what you can offer people. And so that's the law of the menu. Um, I'm, I'm teaching from my book, How to Book Speaking Engagements. And by the way, the book is available on Amazon.com. If you just type in How to Book Speaking Engagements at, by Daniel King, you'll be able to find it. And so in the book, I'm able to go into a lot more depth than in just one hour of radio interview. Well, why? We're trying to cover 17 in this hour, so definitely want to cover yeah. What's the name of that book? What's the name of the book again? How to Book Speaking Engagements at Churches by Daniel King. Okay, great. And great. it's we'll available on Amazon.com. Great. Let's move on to the law of the servant. Now, being in ministry, the law of the servant is, is very important. Uh, God rewards us for our faithfulness. You might remember the story of the talents. A rich man went on a journey, and uh, he had three servants. And the first servant, he gave five talents. The second servant, he gave two talents. And the third servant, he gave one talent. Well, the, the first servant, he took his five ta talents, he put it to work, and he got five more talents. And he was told, well done, my good and faithful servant. He was a servant. He faithfully served his master. And, and so as a minister, um, you really need to look how you can serve people. Don't look at what can you do for me. Look at what can I do for you. How can I serve you? What, what can I do for you? And I, I think that this attitude of a servant applies in every area of public speaking. Um, if people know that you genuinely have a heart to serve them and, and serve their needs, remember that everybody is asking, hey, what's in it for me? You know, what, what do I get out of a relationship? And, and so the more you can help them and serve them and, and really uh, approach everything you do uh, through the heart of a servant. Um, but what, what do people say when you go into a, a well-run clothing store? They'll say, you know, what can I do to serve you? How can I serve you? Um, and that type of of attitude is is a far more attractive than just showing up and saying, "Here I am, the latest greatest thing that appeared." <laughs> um, but if you'll serve people genuinely, help them, then uh, you'll be able to accomplish everything that that you wanted. Um, Zig Ziglar said, um, "You'll get everything you'll want in life if you'll help other people get what they want in life." And so the more uh, we have the heart of a servant, the more likely it is that people will invite us to come speak. Absolutely. Um, and there's so, you know, there's so many people that they can invite to come speak. Why wouldn't they pick someone who was delightful to have around, someone who just jumps right in if there's a need to set up more chairs or whatever? Um, you know, we've talked about this on this show a lot of times. You know, just, just go ahead and help wherever you can. Don't be the you know, like what you said, just the, you know, the special person on the floor. Um, just just go and, and dive in and be part of their life, part of the ministry. It's just so welcome to have a guest be like that. Not that you should, you know, not do what you came for, but 
uh, to just be willing to do whatever God provides you the ability to do. Of course, the law of communication is next, and that's clearly required for speakers. Uh, we have to be able to communicate. Yeah, um, your communication is extremely important. And I would amend it and say regular communication is extremely important. Um, so I have set up uh, systems within my ministry that help me to communicate with people. Uh, for example, um, in our ministry, we send out a monthly newsletter and we send out to everyone who has given to us or purchased a product in the past 12 months. And so when I go and I speak somewhere, whether it's a church or a youth group or, or wh wherever I'm speaking, I, I do everything I can to capture people's information. Um, so uh, I ask people for their emails. Um, if, but if So one way I, I ask people to give me their emails is by offering some of my books for free. And so like on our website, if you'll go to our website, kingministries.com, and, and give me your email address, I will email you for free three free ebooks that you can read on your iPad or your Kindle or your, your iPhone. And, and, you know, I've written a bunch of books, but I want to give those books away. Rather than just keeping them and trying to sell them, I give them away. And the more I give them away, the more I'm communicating with people and influencing people. And, and really, I find that the more you give away, the more people will give back to you. Um, and, and so, like, when I'm speaking... Um, I'll ask everyone to pull out their cell phone and I'll ask them, I say, you will text the word souls, S-O-U-L-S, to the number 22828 and then enter your email address. I will send you those three free eBooks right now. And so if I'm speaking uh, in front of an audience of two or 300 people, you know, I'll have like 100, 200 new people sign up for my email list. And then uh, those people that are sending me emails or that I'm sending emails to, um, then there are autoresponders I have set up. So um, every 10 days they get a new email uh, from me. And so that's all about communication. And, and then if I find, uh, if someone gives me their address, like for example, if I buy a product at my table and they um, give me a check, I'll have their address. Um, then I will e uh, I will send them physical letters, um, and the first letter that I send them is telling about our vision. The second letter that I send them is asking them to give to a specific project, and then the third letter that I send them is um, offering a product for sale. And so I'll send them my three very best letters that I can send them in order to try to build a relationship with them. And it costs me about a dollar per letter after you print it all out and put the stamp on it. Um, it costs me a dollar. So often even I'll, I'll offer a free product, I'll give away a book for free um, that costs me about a dollar or two dollars to print in, in exchange for their address. And then I'll send them these three letters. And so by the time I'm done. I'm going to have about $5 invested in every relationship. And once I have uh, that investment, um, hopefully one of those three letters will inspire people to get become part of our vision, to help us reach people. 
Um, I tell people, you know, every dollar that you give me, I'm able to lead at least one person to Jesus. We're going to nations all over the world. Uh, would you like to partner with us? Would you like to be a help? And uh, if they don't respond to the three best letters that I send them, then I stop mailing to them. Because if they don't respond to those three, it's likely that they're not going to respond to uh, my other letters. But if they do respond, um, I I need at least a $12 donation to be able to afford to be able to mail at, at my newsletter to them once a month for 12 months. And so if they if they will give me a $12 donation, which isn't very much, but if I can generate that, then I can be able to afford that long-term relationship with them and hopefully turn them into a monthly supporter, someone who cares about us, cares about our ministry. And then as people start to give, then I'll do uh, an even greater level of developing the communication with them. I'll send them a handwritten postcard from another country. Sometimes when I'm in other countries ministering, I'll, I'll buy a bunch of souvenirs. And when I come back, I send those with a special thank you letter to everybody who, who gave towards that trip. And and so the regular communication, the, the, the emails, the letters, it's like this big funnel. You want to put everyone into the top of your funnel. And then as the funnel gets smaller and smaller, you, you want to start weeding people out into, so that you can focus 80% of your time on the 20% that are actually helping you and feel called alongside you to do what you're doing. Talk to us then about the law of seven. Yeah, the law of seven is that it takes an average of seven positive contacts with someone before they will end up inviting you to come minister at their church. Um, and this is something that I learned from the, the arena of, of advertising. You'll notice that Coca-Cola will spend up to $2 million for a 30-second commercial on the Super Bowl. And it's, it's amazing that they would make that huge investment of money for something that only lasts 30 seconds. Why are they doing that? Because they're trying to positively expose people to their message. And so we find that it takes an average of seven positive contacts um, before someone will, will invite them, you to come to their church. Like, like, for example, the first contact, maybe I meet someone at a conference. I shake their hand. It's a casual meeting. Say, hi, I'm Daniel King. I'm an evangelist. What's your name? Oh, you're a pastor. Well, I'd love to keep in touch with you. Would you give me your, your business card? And then they give me their business card. Well, a few days later, I'll call them and say, hey, this is Daniel. I, I met at the conference, and uh, you know, I just wrote a great book about grace. It's called Grace Wins. I think it would really be a blessing to you. Could I mail that to you? And, and then I mail it to them. And then a few days later, after the package has had a chance to arrive, I'll, I'll call them and say, hey, this is Daniel. We met at that conference, um, and I sent you one of my books. Did you get that in the mail? Did you get a chance to open it up yet? Yeah, what would you think? And, and so then I'll put them on my mail list, mail uh, some newsletters to them, maybe call them a few more times. And after seven positive contacts, finally it comes to the point where they say, oh, uh, Daniel, um, you know, we'd love to have you come to our church. Um, please come. Um, and it was those 
it, it wasn't just one contact. I think that's where a lot of people get discouraged. They make a contact, they make a call, and then they get discouraged because it never came to anything. You got to realize that you got to keep uh, putting yourself out there, keep meeting people. Sometimes I've known people for five to seven years, meeting them at conference after conference, um, sending them my letters, sending them my emails, uh, even mailing them free books and stuff, before finally they're like, oh, we're having a special event on missions. We want you to come and speak at that event. And so uh, these relationships take time to develop. But you, you need a variety of different things in order to, to reach reach out to people. You know, um, be willing to, to, to meet with people. Send out a monthly uh, newsletter. Um, use social networks. Um, you know, hand out your ministry brochure. Uh, just keep on uh, pouring time and effort into marketing. And some of it uh, won't produce anything. Uh, one time someone, uh, a businessman, he was asked, how much do you spend every year in advertising? He says, I spend a million dollars every year in advertising. And then they said, well, how much of that is effective? And he said, well, only 50% of it is effective. And so they said, well, why do you spend a million if, if only 500000 of it is working? He says, the problem is I don't know which half of it is working. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and so you got to keep doing a lot in order to develop, to have results. Oh, my goodness, this is so much great information. We're visiting today with Daniel King of kingministries.com. Like you said, if you go over there on the front page, you can request those free three books uh, right there that he's been talking about. We're going to come right back and talk about the law of fruit, persistence, value, and salesmanship. We'll be right back. Do you need a speaker for your next event? Find the perfect speaker at womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 speakers from every state, denomination, and fee range. It's free to search, and you're sure to find the perfect speaker for your upcoming event at womenspeakers.com. That's www.womenspeakers.com. Welcome back. This is Marnie Swedberg, and you are at Marnie's Friends, a blog talk radio show, as well as a syndicated program around the Internet. Our guest today, Daniel King, is sharing with us the 17 laws of staying booked, and we are ready to move on to the law of fruitfulness, Mr. Daniel. When I talk about the law of fruitfulness, I'm specifically talking about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and and self-control. You've got to have uh, the fruit of the Spirit in your life um, if if you're going to make a a long-term, lasting impact on them. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 20, by their fruits you will know them. And so I think a lot of people will sit back and watch your your ministry for maybe even several years before inviting you to come. Now, that's frustrating to hear if you're just starting out. But the more fruitful you are, the more uh, the more of the fruit of the Spirit you exhibit in your life, people, people are watching you, and you're building something long-term and lasting. You're in a marathon, not a sprint with your, your speaking career. And so you've got to develop fruitfulness over a period of time. And as people watch you, uh, they'll finally get to a point where they'll trust you and they'll invite you to come to their church. 
I just can't agree with you more on that. I I don't know how many people have told me that over the years uh, that you know they say you're still there, you you're you're still going, you're still doing this. I look to you now as a as a leader as a mentor, and just hanging in there is a huge part of it, and just continuing to say, no, this is what God called me to do. This is what I'm going to do. Law of persistence actually is next. The law of persistence is about never giving up. Um, at the end of World War II, uh, Winston Churchill gave a speech, and they asked him to, to come and speak to this, this boys' college, and he got up, and he gave an eight-word speech. What he said was, never, 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 never give up. And I think that's just such valuable advice. Um, if if you don't give up, you will make it eventually. I remember when I was first starting out uh, speaking, I would go anywhere, speak anywhere. It didn't matter if they took up an offering for me. It didn't matter if it was a long ways out of the way. I, I would drive several hundred miles um, and not have money for a hotel, and I'd sleep in my car in the parking lot of a McDonald's, um, I was just willing to go anywhere and preach anywhere to anybody that would listen to me, even if there were only five or six people there, I would go. And so if you will just continually be persistent, just don't give up, um, keep going, eventually you are going to be successful. Uh, the people who are an overnight success, didn't make it overnight. Usually you'll find that there's 10 or 20 years behind them that they've already got under their belt all this experience before they became an overnight success. And so if you'll just be persistent, eventually everyone else will either die or they will give up <laughs> and you'll be the last one standing. <laughs> well, that's, that's great advice. And when you were talking about you're willing to speak to even a small group the next key or um, the next law is about providing value and, and really that needs to be consistent whether you're getting paid, whether it's a big group. Uh, talk about value a little bit. In life, you are going to be rewarded on the value that you give. And different tasks are going to receive different rewards. A lawyer is paid to solve one type of problem. A trash collector is paid to solve a different type of problem. And there is a huge disparity in what the lawyer is paid. They can be paid four or $500 an hour. And what the trash man might be paid. He might be paid $20, $25 an hour. And the difference between the lawyer and the trash man is that each of them is solving a different problem. And so the problem that you choose to solve is the value that you give to people. You have to give value. It is your difference that creates value, not your sameness to others, but your difference. Um, you'll never get noticed by being the same. What is your difference? What is the value that you can offer someone? What, what makes you unique? Uh, what is your assignment? I, I think that every person has an assignment from God, something that you're called to do, the, something that you can offer, some problem that you're called to solve that no one else can solve. 
But what is it that God has placed inside of you? And sometimes it takes a lot of questions to pull that out of you. So, you know, what is my value? What, what value do I offer people? You know, if, if I was a church, why would I want to invite myself to come speak? What, you know, how am I going to help them? What am I going to do uh, for this church? And so um, when you ask yourself, what value am I giving to a church, it'll become much easier to, um, for people to, to, to invite you. Now, for example, often uh, my value that I give to churches is in the area of evangelism. I'm an evangelist. I, I, I'm gifted by God to be an evangelist. I'm very secure in who I am and, and what I'm called to do. And, and so uh, the value that I give to churches is I help them to train their people how to be soul winners. And so if a church is wanting to reach out into their neighborhood, they're, they're wanting uh, more people in their church to be involved in soul winning, they, they want some specific training on how to lead people to Jesus, well, that's, those are all areas that I can help in. Um, if a church wants someone to teach on end-time theology, I'm not the person for that. Uh, I, I'm not sure when Jesus is coming back. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I think he's coming, I'm going, and I'm going to take as many people with me. I mean, that's the extent of my end-time theology. And so if you get into the blood moons and get into uh, all the different teachings that are, you know, the Left Behind movie just came out, if you start getting into that, well, that's not my area of expertise. That's not the value I offer. I know where my value is, and I stick with what my, my value is to churches. Well, and this really just dovetails right perfectly into the next law, which is the law of salesmanship. And it's pretty tough to sell something that you aren't confident in. Yeah, um, I think it's very important to approach uh, your your ministry as if it is a business. Uh, sometimes people uh, that are in ministry, they look down on marketing or even the word marketing or salesmanship um, they, they have a very difficult time with uh, marketing themselves, and, and they feel like that's a dirty word. But I, I think that if you're going to be effective in ministry, you have to treat it like a business, and that involves marketing yourself. It involves salesmanship. And, and so anything you can do to train yourself as a salesperson is going to be extremely valuable. Uh, find some books that talk about sales. Um, in my own personal life, I, I love to read. I, I read a book every single day, um, and my reading uh, is split into two different areas. First of all, I read theology because I'm a minister, and you know I love learning more about God's Word. But the, the half of everything I read is business books. I love going to the bookstore and, and going through the business books and, and reading books about sales techniques and marketing plans and, and how to do publicity um, because all of that stuff is extremely essential. A lot of people want to sit on their porch and rock back and forth in their rocking chair and saying, God, I pray that you give me a ministry. Give me a place to speak. I pray that someone would call me and invite me to speak. But if you're really going to find a place to speak, you got to get up and go and sell yourself. Um, and you can use you, you can sell yourself and, and go and, and, and minister for free, but you're still selling yourself as the person who can solve the problem that you're going to fix. 
Absolutely. I just so I just so agree with that and, and I love it that you that you said it just that plainly and kinda of give permission to the people who kind of worry about this that we just did a speaker booking boot camp this summer and so many gals really struggle with that. They they feel like um they shouldn't be out letting people know that they're available. But when you look at uh, when you look at the Bible as the best selling book of all time, it it it's the best seller because it changes lives. And when God has put something inside of you that you know you have to share, well, then getting out there and sharing it is what you were created to do. Let's talk a little bit about excellence. Yeah, um, excellence is very important. One more thought about sales. You know, there are over 50,000 churches here in the United States. And if I'm going to speak 100 times a year, all I need is 100 of those 50,000 to like me. I don't need 49,999 of them to like me. I just need um, every single week, most churches have three services, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Sometimes they'll even throw in you know, a Tuesday night Bible study. So every single week, there's over 150,000 services. I only need two of those services. Um, in order to be as busy I, as I can possibly be. And, and so sales is a numbers game. You've got to get out there, push yourself, um, and and find the people that, that God wants to connect you with. On the law of excellence, I, I, I found uh, this to be very important. Uh, when, when I first started out in ministry, um, I was doing large international events overseas, and I would raise a lot of money, $30,000, and I'd go preach to 30,000 people down in the nation of Panama. And we'd spend a lot of money on publicity and advertising. We'd put up posters all over the city. In fact, uh, they complained and said that we had painted the entire city yellow because our posters were yellow. You know, we put up <laughs> 10,000 posters. And so I was pouring all this money into publicity down there. And then I came back to the United States. And I sent out a report to all my friends and partners here in the United States about what got it done. And I just took a few pictures and, and, and pasted it onto a page and then made photocopies of it. And so I'm sending out this ugly black and white photo that you could barely tell what had happened. And so I was spending all this money on the mission field and then nothing to communicate with people back home. And I discovered that it's extremely important to be excellent in what you do. Excellence is doing the best you can with the resources that you have right now today. And if you hand a flyer to someone and that flyer has two or three misspelled words, um, anything into hiring someone to design the graphics, uh, maybe your your website is something that your cousin threw together for, 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 for free, um, that really shows people um, what your level of professionalism is. And, and so the more excellent you can be, the more professional you can be in how you do things, the, the, the more uh, doors God will open for you. Yeah, it's really, it is so important. And I, when you were saying about your level of excellence, I was thinking the level of commitment really, what is your commitment level? Will you take the time to do it well? Will you really put that in? What's the law of action then? The law of action 
is that it's better to be doing something than sitting <laughs> at home doing nothing. <laughs> and and so the the more action you take, the more doors God is going to open up for you. God cannot steer a parked bus. The Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord, not the sitting still. And so, so many people are waiting on God to move, when in reality, God is waiting for them to move. And so, if you'll take the first step, you'll find that God will already be waiting there, uh, already having something prepared for you. And the, the more you do, the more blessed you're going to be, the more speaking engagements you'll find. And so, when I was first starting out, I was willing to go anywhere and speak to anybody who would listen. Um, and I found that even if I was going and speaking to groups of five or six people, maybe a, a small Bible study, you know, um, as I got more and more exposure, then that produced more and more fruitfulness um, in my ministry. Um, and so I always found that it, it's better to be doing something, uh, you know, even if it's somewhere where it's going to cost you some gas money to get there, go and and see what God has prepared for you there. Uh, maybe you do a, a speaking engagement where uh, they don't give you any money or, or you know, you have to pay your own way or, or something like that, but it will open up a door for you to do another speaking engagement down the line where they will pay you money. And, and so some people uh, say, you know, I won't go anywhere unless all my expenses are covered you put me in a five-star hotel, and I need a certain amount in, in order to speak. And that's fine later on when your calendar is completely booked. But if if you are just getting started, go anywhere, do anything. Just look for somewhere, even a Sunday school class, uh, in order to, to speak. And the more you do, the better you'll get at speaking, the more people you'll meet, the more uh, relationships you'll develop and the more doors God will be able to open for you. Love it, love it. This is Marty. We're visiting today with Daniel King of kingministries.com. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about the law of uniqueness, the double dip, extended networking, and the law of the seed. Don't go away. Womenspeakers.com is the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,700 women speakers from every experience level, denomination, and fee range, some near you. Visit Womenspeakers.com to find the perfect speaker for your next event or to get training to be a speaker, author, or media personality. All training and connections occur online anytime you have time. Find a speaker, add a speaker, or become a speaker at www.womenspeakers.com. Womenspeakers.com. Love that site. You need to go over and check that out if you haven't already registered as a speaker and you are one. Do that. If you're looking for a speaker, lots of great gals just looking to come and serve you. Today our guest is Daniel King of kingministries.com. Daniel also does speaking about 100 times a year. He also is available to come to your church or your ministry event, and you can learn more about that at kingministries.com. Daniel, we're coming down the home stretch here. Let's talk about the law of uniqueness. Be unique. Be somebody that is memorable. You know, often when someone is starting out in speaking, their their speech or, or their message will sound a lot like the people that they admire. One time I met someone who had 
graduated from Rod Parsley's School of Ministry, and this guy preached just like Rod Parsley. He put a handkerchief over his shoulder. He used it to wipe his forehead, even though there wasn't any sweat on his forehead. He just mm-hmm. thought that you couldn't be anointed by God unless you had that handkerchief. And, and, and so he wasn't unique. He was just a, a, a copy. And, and, but the longer you are in the ministry, or the longer you are speaking, the more of a unique voice that you'll develop. And it's that uniqueness that will open up doors for you. Mm. I always teach that uh, busy is best unique strategies for you and how God created you. I say when he strung together your three billion base pair of DNA, he did it in a particular way. He has a special work for you to Daniel. You've been just confirming that all day long here with us this afternoon. Talk to us about the law of the double dip. (laughs) You know, when I go to an ice cream store, uh, the second dip of ice cream is usually cheaper than the first dip of ice cream. Maybe the, the first dip will be $4, and then for another $2, I can put the second dip on. And the same is true in your, your speaking business. To go back to someone who you've already ministered for than it is to develop a completely brand-new relationship. And And so I would continually be cultivating those relationships that God has given to you. Um, If you've gone somewhere and and spoken, keep up that relationship. Um, Continue to to call them, continue to tell them that they they already know you, they already already love you, hopefully, and and, uh, it's easier to go back a second time, a third time, a fourth time. Um, Now, uh, there are churches that I have spoken at every year for the fa- past uh, six or seven years. They just keep inviting me back uh, time and time again because they, they like me so much. And it's always easier um, to develop that that second dip or the third dip or the fourth dip than it is to develop the first dip. Uh, and so if you're calling people, if you're doing cold calls, you might have to do 50 or 100 cold calls to get one speaking engagement. But if you're calling people that you've already been to their churches, you know, maybe in five or ten calls you would get your one speaking engagement. Oh, I love that. And and, and an add-on strategy that I usually use is once I'm traveling to a location, I try to uh, get additional engagements while there because, once again, the travel's already been paid for. It's much less expensive to speak for a group when I'm already in their town than if they have to bring me independently of that. So that's what I like to do. Okay, let's talk about the law of extended networking. Everywhere that I preach, I then ask them to make some recommendations of other people that may be interested in having me come preach. And I've found that every pastor has at least four or five pastor friends in different parts of the country that they're close to, that they talk to. And so, again, it's it's about relationships. Um, I've developed a relationship with one person, and they have relationships with others. And so... I try to tap into their their network. And, and so I ask them, um, you know, do you have anyone else that you would be willing to introduce me to um, that you would perhaps recommend my ministry to? Uh, maybe you have a pastor friend and we could get out, have a, a, a phone call together with them and you could just introduce me and then I can start to develop that relationship. And, and so that's a great way to... find new speaking engagements out of the speaking engagements you already have now. 
Oh, my goodness, absolutely. And that's, that's another favorite way, too. When I go to a city, when I get that first booking there, then I ask that booker, as long as it doesn't interfere with what they're doing. I say, you know, when I'm in a town, I like to do additional speaking inter- uh, engagements while I'm there on the ground to, to communicate with as many people as possible. Do you have any one that you know in town who also brings in speakers who I might be able to talk to about a different topic that I'm sharing with you? It's amazing. People really like to help, don't they, Jenny? I mean, they, they really do want to help you. Absolutely. And just the power of asking for a favor uh, will bend over backwards in order to, to help you out. But if you never ask, then you'll never get to take advantage of, of those other opportunities. Exactly. And they they tend, they tend not to think of it themselves, honestly. Um, they're thinking about many things. They're usually not thinking about where you're going to go speak next. Sure. And, and often just the power of asking. The, the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And so uh, the <laughs> more people list. that you're willing to ask, the more God will give to you. Love that. Let's talk about the last one, the law of the seed. The seed you sow determines the harvest that you grow. And I think that is very important to be a giver, to always be sowing seeds. And a lot of uh, churches, when they talk about seed sowing, they're talking about offering time, uh, uh, giving money and offering. And they talk about how if you, if you give to God's kingdom, then God will multiply that in your life and, and you'll receive a harvest on, on what you give. And, but seed sowing goes far beyond just uh, something that you sow uh, money. I, I think you have to approach every single day asking yourself, what seeds can I sow today? How can I help someone else? What can I do for someone else? And, and so I try very hard to be open-handed, not to be closed-fisted. And so what that means is that, like, I give away books. I've written 17 books. You can find a lot of them on Amazon.com, on our website, kingministries.com. Um, you know, but I give away many more books than I sell. I sell a lot of books, but I love giving away books. In fact, I've given away over half a million books over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I love giving away books because those books, um, they go farther than I can go. They stay longer than I can stay. They impact more people than I can impact. And I'm, I'm just always giving them away. In fact, like if I go to a conference, I don't give people my business card. I give away books. I'll, I'll take a stack of books and I'll give those away. And it's, it's even better than a business card because it's a piece of my ministry. And people will put those on their bookshelves and they'll throw away a, a business card, but they'll keep my book. And when they're looking for someone who can address that topic, they'll They'll think of me. Um, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, if, if you want some of my books, go to my website, kingministries.com, sign up, uh, give me your email address, and I will send you three free ebooks. Um, absolutely free. They're just, I want, I want to, to sow into your life. Um, and I find that the more you give, the, the more that God gives to you. And so, my CDs, um, I give those away. I sell a lot of CDs, but I also give them away. Um, sometimes on, on my book table, um, rather than having prices, I'll say, go and, and take two or three copies of my books, give those to your friends, and uh, just give whatever you, you want to give. 
And I find that I'll make more on my sales table giving stuff away than sometimes when I sell stuff. Um, And it it just, the power of giving is, is, is really amazing. Um, The, the more uh, like I recently recorded a whole school of grace, um, a lot of teaching on the grace of God. I was thinking, you know, I could sell this. I've, I've recorded all these videos, but instead of selling it, I put it all up on YouTube for free. And so now um, people are going and watching those videos, and I find that I have like 5,000 people every month watching my videos on YouTube uh, for free. But the, that is a seed that is going to come back, and it's going to produce a lot of booking engagements for my ministry. Love that. I'm thinking of some of you who don't have books or CDs yet or anything like that, and I just encourage you that you can give away encouraging words. Either speak them, call somebody, write a note, um, just start giving with what you have. I always love love that. Uh, Moses principle, what's that you have in your hand? And start where you are and go from there. Daniel, you have shared so much value with us today, and I know that we have just Scratch the surface of the 17 Laws of Staying Booked. You have a book by a similar title. Can you tell us about that one more time? Yeah. I, the book is called How to Book Speaking Engagements at Churches. It's available on Amazon.com. Um, if you'll go to my website, kingministries.com, uh, you can uh, sign up for my email list, and I'll send you three books absolutely free. Um, I also have some other books on how to write a book. If you want to write your first book, perhaps you could get that book. I've got another book on how to raise money for your ministry, and and that's another powerful book uh, that would really help you out. And All those are available on my website. Awesome. Well, I am so grateful that you could be here today. And on your website, do you have a uh, schedule, a calendar of events where you'll be speaking? Yes. Um, I've got my, my blog up there, and you can check that for the different places where we go. A lot of the stuff that we do is uh, international, uh, doing large evangelistic events. If you have a heart for, for missions, I'd encourage you to go and watch some of the videos of what God has done on kingministries.com. But uh, I also speak all over the United States um, two times a week, every week. Wow. Well, so fun to get to know you better today, Daniel, and to get to share some of what God's put in your mind and in your life and in your experience with our listeners. Thanks for being here. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Absolutely. And if there's anything I can do to serve your listeners, um, please send me an email. Any further questions, I'd do whatever I can to help serve you guys. That's awesome. Thanks, Daniel. And thank you for being here this afternoon. Always so fun to share the air with our guests and with you. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time on Marty's Friends.